following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the Best Burger Campaign at your local McDonald's of Michigan. You can celebrate McDonald's making some small changes to its burger lineup that will have a huge impact on flavor. They're too juicy and tasty to resist. So stop by and try one of the best burgers in Michigan at your local McDonald's. Fridays on the Huge Show are presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another journey on a football Friday. We have the Wolverines against the undefeated Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, Maryland at Michigan State, which, by the way, I love the timing on some of these stories, but there's a new national story connected to Mel Tucker off the field with Michigan State football. According to the investigative team from USA Today and the documents they have received, Mel Tucker changed his story, misled investigator in Michigan State sexual harassment case. Delayed everything, tried to settle with the woman. I still have people coming at me privately, friends and those on DMs, Facebook Messenger. He's being set up. And I'm like, no, read this story. I posted it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. I guess the biggest thing he misled investigators on is that on the night in question with the infamous FaceTime or hand time call, whatever you want to describe it with the woman. He was at a university-sponsored event in Florida, and he told investigators that he was home. Well, they went and looked at school records, expense reports, and according to this story from USA Today, he lied. They use misled. I use lied. Again, FaceTime, hand time, whatever you want to do, it's your business, all right? He delayed everything. He lied. I still can't get past it. And you can read the story for yourself. Add a huge show on Twitter. The huge show on Facebook. How, how did Michigan State, they, they know what's going on. You, you just know things are shady with your coach. Up until the window of the announcement of the Title IX complaint, December 2022, when you get to July, 
and you're Michigan State and you get wind that there is a scheduled hearing, you suspend Mel Tucker until that hearing is over. To protect your school, any possible other victims. Until you know the facts, you don't let him represent your university. And as David Gregory, the attorney and NFLPA certified sports agent from Bull Rush Sports, told us the last two weeks in studio, Michigan State has the right to suspend anybody when a Title IX complaint is filed against you. And they do it to protect all parties. Well, no, he's a head coach. We got a football season. No, that's what this was about. And anybody can spin it any way they want to. This was about Michigan State thinking that none of this would go public. And they had a football season and a coach making almost $10 million a year who's on the hot seat, who was coming off a horrible year, and there aren't great expectations. And man, what if we could beat Washington at home? We'd be back in the top 25. Life would be good. Mel Tucker even scheduled the hearing for a bye week. You would think that if these investigators, according to that USA Today investigative piece that I read and shared, if they finished up interviewing Brenda Tracy and her six witnesses at the end of January, and it took late into the spring with Mel Tucker, I get the Title IX privacy, but even that's up for debate right now with the Jones Day law firm that Michigan State has hired to investigate allegations of leaks by MSU officials, and they use the plural word. So the story from Kenny Jacoby, who broke this story, when Brenda Tracy gave him the information, the headline reads, Mel Tucker changed this story, misled investigator in Michigan State sexual harassment case. You can read it for yourself at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, Again, the release on a Friday. I, I, I kept looking on Twitter because I thought as we got closer to another Michigan State football game and a football weekend, there would be more to the story. And there is. And you can read it at The Huled Show on Twitter, The Huled Show on Facebook, Jim Comperoni, SpartanBag.com. The MSU Insider is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So, again, timing is everything. Uh, This story has nothing to do with the football team or the Maryland game, but uh, here's another national negative headline for MSU connected to Tucker. Yeah, uh, I'm just reading this USA Today story right now. I I wasn't aware of it. I've been watching Maryland film, actually, trying to get my game preview done. So he misled about facts about when and where that phone call took place. Yes, But, But that came out in the original story a week and a half ago. That, that's we, we, we knew, is there more to this story? Yeah, you got to read it. I, I it, it's a pretty lengthy piece uh, done uh, that was released today, and when you look at it, um, it it describes that they get uh, additional documentation about yeah. what was said when, and and also it goes into some of the delays now that were brought on, which we've heard that before too. Part part of this is not. Old news, but news that you've heard previously, but now it connects with some other things in regards to expense reports and investigation on 
yeah, uh, the, the investigator and what was said and what was misled or communication. Yeah. You, have, you have to read the whole story. Yeah, I, I'm just going by his tweet, Kenny Jacoby, and it says he misled her about he middle he misled the investigator about basic facts, including where and when the infamous phone call occurred. When and where? Yeah, that was that was uh, that was mentioned in the USA Today article two weeks ago that he said that it took place from his home in East Lansing, but records show it took place in Florida. Now he was in Florida, basically on on, on a work situation, so that's why there's a difference there. But that was reported two weeks ago. Is this not just regurgitation? No, I, I think what I'll, have, I'll have to read it. I'll read it. That. Going by his going by his tweet, that's old news. I'll, I'll have to read. No, no, I, I think what it is is that it's it's validated and uh, confirmed that there's uh, communication uh, between Tucker and some additional. Uh, communication. So they okay. they talk about the MSU sponsored event or boosters or you know fundraising whatever it is down in Florida, and that um, the infamous phone call was from his hotel room in nearby Naples. And then they go into uh, the I think the additional uh, paperwork that they've uncovered. So that's what they uh, talk about with the investigator and the timing and. Everything. Yeah. So and, um, I, that, that looks like that looks like old news, and just but they're getting more clicks on today. So good for them. Yeah. Well, you know what? And and I get, I, I'll say this: this is all about Mel Tucker. It's not about anything the university did. It's just another bad headline. Which again, like you said, is your opinion on clicks. But uh, when you look at it, it has nothing to do with the players or Harlan Barnett or the team mm-hmm. tomorrow as they prepare for Maryland. Uh, but the university, and I still go back to this comp. I. I would have suspended the dude uh, knowing that there was a hearing scheduled. I never would have let him coach to start the year. That's just where I'm at. And Michigan State would have avoided all this. And it just won't go away. And, again, whether this is clickbait story, I don't think USA Today investigative sexual assault journalists would do that. But, uh, you know, you never know. We saw the E60 thing. Uh, But somehow – this can't be uh, every other day or every two days or stories every week. It has to end uh, for the betterment of Michigan State football and the university. Yeah, he'll be fired in a few days, officially. Right. And then, that, have you heard any timeline? Because everyone has their dream list comp on every big name wants to come to their school. It happens anytime a coach is let go. Is there... Any timeline, any committee, anything, because there's so much spinning right now with that Jones Day investigation about a possible leak. You still have to, the formal termination. I assume nobody has set up a plan yet on a permanent replacement. Or am I no, it's wrong? Hard, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to hire a coach in September, so they're keeping an eye on candidates. And candidates have reached out to Michigan State. Their people have, not the actual coaches. Um so they'll, they'll keep an eye on, on uh, who's performing well this this fall. You, you know, the, the difficult thing these days, when you have a coaching change, now in the era of the transfer portal and immediate eligibility, the concern about half of your roster leaving, you know, Arizona State kind of went through that a little bit last year. Um, that's a big concern. Now, if you've got Deion Sanders as head coach, you just bring in 60 new players, but there's only one Deion Sanders. No one else is really capable of doing that. So, you know, in past years, you know, going back to 2006, John L. Smith gets fired. D'Antonio comes in, keeps the roster. I think he only lost one player out of all the players he inherited. Plus, 
back then signing day was February. So he had two and a half months to put together his first recruiting class. Now with the December signing day, you've got three weeks for a new coach. If he's hired around Thanksgiving, three and a half weeks to put together a recruiting class. And how many players are in the portal and gone because they've got immediate eligibility. When you fire a coach and you change regimes in college football, it is potentially much more damaging than it used to be in the past. Colorado is a, is a, is a different example right now. But this is new territory for college football in general, and Michigan State's going to feel that in, in late November. So they'll, they'll wait to find out uh, you know, who, their, who their candidates are. But I tell you what, Bill, you better be ready to, to hire a coach the day after the regular season ends. And you, I assume Michigan State will go after somebody who is a, uh, a, uh, a, um, an established head coach right now. So you'll see a head coach leave his team and not coach in the bowl game to come to Michigan State. That's what I'm expecting. That's the only way to do it. Uh, have you heard anything uh, with the, the four games uh, when you can take the red shirt? Have you heard anything inside uh, Spartan football about players who may take the red shirt, or has that been uh, quiet there? You know, that, um, that's a concern also. And, you know, anyone who's planning to do that has not tipped their hand. You know, Harlan Barnett says that he hasn't heard anything, and so far the guys are on board. You know, I'm counting like about 14 players that have not redshirted that, you know, maybe they will decide to shut it down and preserve redshirt status and transfer somewhere else. I, I, you know, you're looking at people like, you know, Chuck Brantley, Malik Spencer, Terrell Henry, Zion Young, Ma'anate Inote, you know, Angelo Gross, Ade Willie, Dylan Tatum, Jordan Simmons, Montori Foster. These are the players who have not yet redshirted that it would be an option for them. But no way of knowing. I would expect one or two maybe to do it. Remember, Connor Hayward did that back in 2019, uh, Mark D'Antonio's final year. He he shut it down after four games and announced he was going to enter the portal. As it turned out, he decided to come back to Michigan State and played for Tucker, played for a couple years. Now he's in the NFL. Haven't seen a lot of that at Michigan State, but in a situation like this, if the season begins to go downhill – and players want to preserve red shirts, uh, you know, preserve that year of eligibility. It's on the table for a handful of players. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, uh, doing incredible work following this Mel Tucker story off the field. And also you have Michigan State football trying to push ahead on the field after getting destroyed at home uh, by Washington. Maryland comes in, I think, a uh, big favorite again uh, from the road team. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup with the Terps uh, tomorrow at Spartan Stadium? You're watching Maryland. I just think Maryland's a lot more trustworthy right now than Michigan State and more explosive at the quarterback position, more reliable at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, I, I don't see Michigan, you know, Michigan State has been a disappointment thus far this year in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think Michigan State has good individual young on the secondary, but they were – you know, getting too deep and falling off a cliff last week, and that was that was a learning experience. Going back over that Washington game, Washington is really good. How great is Washington, or are they just good? We saw it. Great, a very good quarterback, very good receivers. But when I went back over back over that game, Bill, it was even worse than I thought for Michigan State in terms of just loose screws here and there scattered all over the place. It wasn't just you know young individuals getting beat athletically by NFL players. There is also like Harlan Barnett has said this week discipline problems, just not playing techniques properly. Not every single player, every single play, but enough at this level to get beat by a, a pretty good Maryland team they're going to face this week that went 8-5 and five last year 
won their bowl game. They're three and zero. They've got a veteran, explosive quarterback. I just think Maryland's more trustworthy right now. Now, last year, every time I began to give up on Michigan State, they jumped up and beat Wisconsin. They jumped up and beat Illinois. Can they do that with an interim football coach? We will start to learn more on Saturday. But they're getting their backs against the wall real early, and it's not even late September yet. Jim Cabroni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign comp. Appreciate the update. Enjoy the game. We'll talk Monday and look back at what happened in that Michigan State-Maryland game at Spartan Stadium. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. And Jim Camperoni. Uh, he was just reading the story. I don't think it's – I don't think USA Today is doing investigative work and it's regurgitated. I think there's some documentation backing it up. And, again, the story broke just before we went on air. I have it with the latest on the Mel Tucker situation at Huge Show. On Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. All right, NFL action began last night. Uh, you had a great game if you took the Niners. Well, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, they're looking forward to another huge weekend. And you can get in on the action. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And then just make a $5 bet on any game, and you'll get 200 in bets instantly for free. Simple and easy. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And DraftKings is also taking care of their existing customers with two new offers every game day during September. Just check the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And always remember, football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings app now, DraftKings Sportsbook app, and use code HUGE when you sign up. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and only with code HUGE when you sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. A preview on the Falcons at the Lions. Dan Miller voice of your Detroit NFL franchise. He'll join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? Well, all you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver. 
Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan football Friday. Michigan Rutgers tomorrow, Maryland, Michigan State. There is a new story out from the USA Today investigative reporters in regards to Mel Tucker misleading investigators. I have that up at the huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. Later in this broadcast, Josh Garvey will take my college picks against the spread. Also, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, in studio talking about the Lions' loss to Seattle, the matchup with the 2-0 Falcons. They put up like 450 yards on the Packers. Let's go talk about that Falcons-Lions matchup. Dan Miller, one of the great voices in the NFL when it comes to calling games for your Detroit Lions. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good. Uh, You know, not necessarily right after the game last Sunday, but the more you kind of see highlights, think about it, talk with people, uh, what do you take from that loss to Seattle? I take it that it looked a lot like last year when this team struggled. You can't turn the ball over in this league and let that turn into points for the other team. It's just too hard to overcome, and I think they were – you know, Seattle obviously did some good things. I don't want to take anything away from them, but when you have a pick six and, uh, you know, uh, a turnover at your own 23-yard line that turns into a touchdown as well, that's 14 second-half points. 
and they uh, turned it over on downs at their own 45. That's seven more. So there's 21 points there that came off of, you know, opportunities that you afforded them. And in particular, the the fumble and the pick six, I mean, that's just 14 right in the bank for them. And, and you go back to one and six last year, that was a lot of turnovers by the Lions that they just couldn't overcome. So I, I think if there's anything there, it's that, you know what, they did some good things, but you just can't overcome mistakes like that. It is, as I've probably said a hundred times on your show, the single biggest factor in winning and losing in the NFL is that turnover battle. The good things they did, Dan, that you like that could carry over and change that loss last week to a victory this Sunday against Atlanta. Well, they had a pick six. They had a fumble at their own 23. They turned it over on downs at at their own 45, and they still scored uh, 31 points. So I feel like that offense is in a good place. I think that they could be better. I don't think they have the running game completely going yet, and that obviously becomes a little more difficult without Montgomery in there, but they still have to find a way to get it going. So I like where the offense is right now. You know, defensively, they've done a nice job against the run. They they did a good good job against Pacheco in the first game and against Walker in the second game. And, you know, I think they have to tighten up that pass rush. There's just too many escape routes for these quarterbacks through the first two games. Now, Mahomes is Mahomes, but Smith made them pay, too. So uh, I just think defensively really got to – if you're going to get into an advantageous down a distance because you're doing a good job against the run, then you got to make the quarterback pay at some point. They just haven't been able to do that. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, when you look at the injury list, uh, what's the biggest hit to this team, short-term and long-term? Uh, man, it's it's hard to say because there's short-term. Montgomery's certainly not a good one. He's he's the bell cow. He's the guy that they're handing the ball off to. So that that's one that definitely hits the offense. And, you know, this team's built to run. And with two offensive linemen out, that hurts as well with, uh, you know, Vitae not playing this weekend. It doesn't look like Decker's going to play this week. So um, those obviously are, are significant. And then I think when you look at the other side of the ball, you know, I, CJ's a big loss, but when you have a guy like Tracy Walker there for him, that's, you know, that's a, a, a nice way to have a guy come off your bench, a former team captain and a veteran in this league. I like CJ. Obviously, his ball skills are are up there with anybody in this league, and he's an emotional leader for this team, too, so that's a loss. And then, you know, just losing what they've lost defensively on the line uh, the past couple of weeks in in Houston going down and Pascal going down, those are two guys that you were counting on to be a part of their rush. So that in and of itself, I think, is problematic in an area where they're not excelling right now. So, you know, to me – if if you're looking at a critical third down, I want Houston in there, and I want to just point at the quarterback and say, go get him. And I think Pascal's a guy that ultimately is going to be that type of player for them on the defensive line, too. So I think they all hurt. They're getting you know beat up right now, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you've got to go out and find some way for other guys to step in and win. You only get 17 tries, and this one counts as one of them this weekend, whether you got these guys or not. So. Um, load them up. You've been working these other guys out. They kept some depth on the defensive line. They got to go play. Yeah, and Campbell did say Bugs is going to play. And then another thing that's kind of lost in conversation off the pain of the Seattle loss. Quickly, you get a two and zero Atlanta team on Sunday in Detroit, and then the Lions are right back at it four days later against the Packers in Lambeau. 
Yeah, and, and make no mistake, this Atlanta team's got some talent. This offense is legit. Now, Ritter's still figuring things out at quarterback, but you got two really good running backs on there. And then when they do throw the ball, uh, Drake London's outstanding, and Pitts is a really good player as well. So um, this offense was top five running the football last year. They are off to a good start this year. They are going to try to establish the run against the Lions. The Lions have to try to find some way to stop that and make Ritter a little uncomfortable. But uh, I was really impressed by what I saw them do against Green Bay. They had a nice comeback in the fourth quarter and, you know, didn't panic. And, and um, uh, I was impressed. Their, their defense moves a lot. Uh, they're quick. They, they get to the ball. Terrell's a terrific player in the secondary. So, look, I don't know where the Falcons will end up, but I can tell you that's a young team heading in the right direction that is going to come in here ready to roll on Sunday, and the Lions are going to be, better be ready to match that. Dan, uh, early in the conversation, uh, you mentioned the same as last year, and that's been my theme where there's a flag, uh, a little concern, not panic, that it was the, the same thing we saw in the slow start last year and the year before uh, with the slow start. And they really – this game Sunday is so important that – you know, must win, need need to win it. You can use uh, any phrase you want to, uh, but they just can't drop that game to Atlanta Sunday and still try to convince everybody, hey, don't worry, things are going to be fine. The NFC North is a mess. We'll be okay. You can't lose back-to-back at home to Seattle and Atlanta. You just can't. No, it's not optimal, that's for sure. But, you know, at the same time, if, if uh, I'm not, you know, putting it out there for anybody to feel better about it. But if you do lose, you're one and two, and and you've got time. But, you know, point well taken. You don't want to drop two in a row at home to start your home schedule, and you don't want to have to get ready on a quick turnaround against Green Bay coming off a loss. So, yeah, it's it's a big game. Look, again, you only play 17 of them. We found out last year that there's value in every single one of them because they came up just short of making the playoffs. So, you know, it's it's important to go out and play well. And, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking at this as a slow start in terms of the standings. I look at it when I talk about last year, it's just that there's a way you have to play in this league to win. And that is not to beat yourself, not to do the things that are going to make life easy for the other team. Atlanta hasn't played a game on the road yet this year. So, you know, put them on their heels, let them deal with that crowd. And, you know, they had a chance to do that against Seattle, but they kind of let them off the hook with, with the turnovers and, and mistakes that they made that took some of the pressure off Seattle in the end. Before I let you go, Dan, why, why the early season struggles? Uh, and again, a great game and performance against KC. Turn around and uh, surprise a lot of us with their performance in some areas uh, at home against Seattle. It's been a theme early on in all three seasons with Campbell and this team and the staff, uh, any, you've called all those games, any reasoning to it? Well, 2021, I just don't think they were very good. I just don't think they were a good team. So I think that's, that's your slow start was just a bad team. You know, last year, I think they had some young guys that were just figuring things out, but more than anything else, and I hate to keep going back to this, it was turnovers. I mean, look at the difference between, what they did when they were losing and what they did when they were winning. They ended up being the best team in the league at avoiding turnovers. And that really happened during that 8-2 and two stretch to end the season. Um, when golf went, nine straight games without an interception and 324 straight passes without an interception. Now, that's, that's extreme, obviously. 
but it's it's the overriding point that most of these games are close in the NFL. Last year was the closest margin of difference in the National Football League in 90 years. Most of these games are close. So you, you can't do something that makes life easy on the other team. And, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything that's a common theme other than that, and, and that was only one game that I saw. Look, coming out of the Kansas City game, everybody felt great. Everybody felt like this team did what they had to do to win, and they found a way to get it done. The, the game against Seattle, what we have to see now, is that just a blip, or, or is that a sign of something bigger? And I think we're going to find out something about that on Sunday against Atlanta. I agree, and then the quick turnaround and the NFC North. I'm starting to think, you know, eight, eight nine wins uh, might get you the NFC North title and uh, get to the playoffs. Dan Miller, I just love listening to him, Lomas, TJ, and the crew on the Lions Radio Network. Dan, always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show. Enjoy the weekend and the game Sunday against the Falcons. Will do. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, Dan Miller checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a craft coffee. They bring up their beans from Central America. Roast them in Grand Rapids or a Michigan company. You can order up. Roast Umber for your home or business. Go to RoastUmber.com. Also, the Nitro Cold Brew in a can, the ultimate wake-up drink any time of the day. No additives, no sugars. Look for it at your local retailer and also at RoastUmber.com. We do have our mercantile bank, McDonald's of Michigan. A huge question of the day that you can join in on. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? That'll be the question this hour. What happens Sunday with the Lions and the Falcons? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. It would be the McDonald's of Michigan. Uh, Huge question of the day. What goes down? Lions, Falcons. I'm pessimistic right now. I am. It's the way I've been raised. Raised as a Lions fan. I think they win. I made my huge predictions. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. I'll go through those coming up here in a few moments. You can join in on that Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE, or drop your comments. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Go bowling for bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with bowling for bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passionate individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Vidandal Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. 
This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. What are you looking for in a career? What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Used to be one of the best in the business, but he's still good. Enjoy the weekend of football. Remember all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, your home for Lions games, Michigan, Michigan State, ND, Ohio State. I'll make my picks later with Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew in downtown Grand Rapids. Their corporate and worldwide offices are in Troy, Michigan. And get your pro football picks in every week until Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You beat my picks, you'll have a chance to win that $1,500 in cash. Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn May, who are putting up. Play every week through the big game at thehugeshow.net. And watch all the games all weekend long. Tonight there's action. Grant Ewell and Air Force taking on San Jose State. Just talked to Marcy and Mark Ewell, proud parents, out in California following their son who is on special teams and a backup linebacker as he chose to serve his country and still play the game he loves. So go Air Force. Beat San Jose State. Mark Ewell will join us in studio next Wednesday with an update on fall sports and a look ahead to the high school fall championships. Stop by, see Johnny Brand at Johnny Brands in Granville. Johnny Brands on Leonard for the Michigan, Michigan State Lions games this weekend. Ohio State ND. They got Mike Brand Sr. at the Brands in Cascade, just east of GR. Mike Brand Jr., Liz Brand Stegaheis, Sean Stegaheis at the Brands in Bay City. 
Also, Mike Brand and Liz Brand. Stega Heist had the Brands in Caledonia, just south of GR. You got the Brands in Holland off of US 31 and James for our listeners on WHTC. And like I said, Johnny Brands, Granville, and on Leonard in downtown GR. And Sean Stegaheis and Liz Brand Stegaheis now are running the brand Steakhouse and Grill, 44th Street and Division, near 44th and Division in Wyoming. Well done there. Go to brands.com for the brands close to you if you want to order up wings or some of your brand's favorites to watch a game at home or if you're going to a house party. Pick up or delivery options available. Go to brands.com. I was looking at what's trending when it comes to the Huge Show. Add Huge Show on Twitter. My huge predictions are getting a lot of interaction. I said Michigan 28, Rutgers 7, Maryland 35, Michigan State 14, Lions 31, Falcons 24. And then Matt Golden, my good friend from the Tullymore Golf Resort, said the trees are starting to show their fall color and book your tea time at Tullymore St. Eyes right now for the fall. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. I shared the USAToday.com story. that Mel Tucker changed his story and misled investigator in the Michigan State case. Latest on the Tucker situation at Huge Show on Twitter. And some love to Big A Simonson and that Hawk offensive line. Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern taking on Kennewa Hills tonight at Kennewa. And they got their new turf. And new football stadium. Number 55 and that big Hawk O-line went to work last week. They rushed for 300 yards in a 32-29 loss to the defending state champion and a great program, Grand Rapids South Christian. And I think they're still top five in the state. We did everything but win, but you got to give South Christian credit. Those coaches, those kids have been in a lot of big games. And Danny Brown knows how to take care of business with Blackwire on offense. And I'm proud of my son in that offensive line, Coach Swander and the staff. So Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern looking for the bounce back win and looking to go 4-1 and one against a tough Kennewa Hills Knights program. They have like a Game of Thrones entrance when they come in. Who are you? I am the linebacker of the North. <laughs> Who are you? I'm the quarterback, Maximus Hugis. <laughs> well, I, how come Game of Thrones didn't continue? Did the world end in Game of Thrones? I don't know what happened. I love that series. They, all, they, did, they did the prequel thing, didn't they? And it really didn't. I never watched that once. So maybe I shouldn't complain, right? Uh, what else is trending at Huge Show on Twitter? Oh, I, I did write, I beg every politician in D.C. to take care of and protect Americans first and then help the rest of the world. I also believe starting World War Three over Ukraine isn't the best move or in the best interest of our country's future. Your vote matters more than ever before. Hashtag USA. Hell yeah. A shared pro football focus. Highest grades for the Lions players after two games. Only one defensive player. Barnes at number one, followed by Golf, Ragnall, Sewell, and Reynolds. 
Man. Oh, and Rocky Bellinger said uh, Urban Meyer, a lot of people are trying to connect Urban Meyer to taking the Michigan State job. Just keep dreaming, okay? Just keep. You're not going to take a guy with baggage. You borderline have to be, like, vetted and screened to even apply for the Michigan State job. Oh, uh, our friends from DraftKings tweeted out, true or false, the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I said true, and they're the best team in the NFL. And we'll talk about the Lions in the NFL and the NFC North with Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders. He'll be in studio. Final two hours of the show. If you have a Lions question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 866 838-4843. Add the Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. And remember, if you miss anything, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search the Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the best burger campaign at your local McDonald's of Michigan. You can celebrate McDonald's making some small changes to its burger lineup that will have a huge impact on flavor. They're too juicy and tasty to resist. So stop by and try one of the best burgers in Michigan at your local McDonald's. Fridays on the Huge Show are presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a football Friday on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show in our great state. Uh, you can find us on 19 stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And also Superfly puts together the all-night, all-day replay. So today's show will replay in its entirety every three hours, 6 p.m. until Monday at 3. That is nonstop Rizzy in the hizzy. Nonstop me. If you just want to play us for a marathon, you can do it. And by the way, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders. He's in studio uh, the next couple of hours. So thehugeshow.net for the stream. Uh, search The Huge Show on the iHeart app, wherever you get mobile service. You can listen any way you want to anywhere in the world. Today we will discuss what happened last Sunday uh, in the Seattle loss at home. We'll look ahead to a 2-0 Atlanta Falcons team, which is one of the great stories right now early on in the NFL. We'll check out 
the update on the Bears. Do they have any players or coaches left? Uh, we'll we'll get a full update oh, no. from Risden on that. Uh, what about Minnesota? Are they going to win a game uh, this year? Are the Packers no. for real? No. I, I just go back, Rizzy. <laughs> I, I look at that game Sunday. I was there in Ford Field. And the fact that the Packers lost to the Falcons, that Chicago is 0-2, Minnesota 0-2, you really had a chance after two games to separate yourself to a point, a game lead over the Packers, you still will play them twice. Two-game lead over the Vikings and the Bears. I'm talking inside the NFC North. That loss, the more I think about it, the more it still bothers me. It's a missed opportunity, isn't it? Oh, it was. And we've seen that all of our lives with the Lions. And I can't get over Dan Campbell uh, telling the media after the game and again on Monday – that settling for a tie in overtime was his plan. That doesn't fit anything Campbell does. It doesn't mesh with how he handled the rest of the game. That's for sure. And that's something that we have tried to not necessarily say hold hold his feet to the fire on, but we've we've pressed him on it. You know why? What is your thought process when you're going for it instead of taking a a, a makeable but not guaranteed field goal early on? When you wouldn't have needed to do anything, the field goal at the end would have, would have won it for you. That's something that I think he's got to wrestle with. And he's talked about it. He had, he had that same issue with the Minnesota game last year uh, where he you know didn't, wasn't necessarily happy with the outcome of his own decisions. And I wish that he would lean more on his staff and the people that he trusts in those situations because I, I do think that it, he gets away from that. I think he's very calculated, especially in the first half where you see him being aggressive and going for it. And in general, we like that. And in general, the analytics love that. But you can't always play to what's on the paper. Sometimes you gotta you got to think a little bit and, and understand, like, okay, if I miss this, if I miss this field goal, they're going to get, like, the early field goal, I'll go back to that for a second. You would have been, they would have gotten the ball at the 38-yard line. Your defense went out and forced, um, they, they ran four plays. They, they got a first down on first down, and then they got a three, three out. So your defense rose up and did that. So you have engendered confidence in your defense. Like, yeah, I, I believe that you guys can make this stop if we don't make this. That's f- and, and there's value to that, definitely. Anybody who's played football knows that. When your coaches believe in you, like, yeah, man, I got, I got your back, coach. I got that. But when you go at the end and you don't trust your offense, which is your better unit, that's, that's not the message that you want to send. And I, I think he understands that, and I hope that he can process that into actual game situations this Sunday because I have a feeling this Atlanta's a good football team. This is going to be a close game. Like You're going to need to take advantage of the opportunities that you get and do better at that. And Dan Campbell, he struggled with that throughout his career. Uh, even If you go back to Miami was an, when he was an interim coach, one of the knocks on him was that he didn't necessarily chase points at the right time. And end of that game, we talked about it right, right before we came on air. How do you not take one shot in the end zone? How do you not try once to win? Just one. Give me one, Dan. One. I'm tired of September's being a learning curve for Dan Campbell as the Lions head coach. I, I really am yeah. tired of that. 0-10-1, The starts uh, speak for themselves. You mentioned at Miami. Uh, you look at Campbell at the end of that game. When you know your defense was not playing well, and they had a couple of stops, I know when you're down ten, right? You had a couple of stops to, uh, or to give it, or to get a shot to come back, right? And, and they tie did. It, right. 
that you know your best players on the field are outside of Barnes, at least according to Pro Football Focus, four of the top five rated players are all offensive players after the Seattle game, and you don't take a shot to the end zone to end it and not give Seattle a chance to win that flip, that is not the grit on the big sign outside of Ford Field. That is not Dan Campbell in that game going for it on fourth down three times. Rizzy? I'm with you on that, and I think most fans were with you on that. Oh, they were. Trust me, I was sitting in that end zone, (laughs) and when we're walking out, uh, it was the first time outside of that Lions watch party I had after the Minnesota game. Those two games have been games where people really questioned, does Dan Campbell know what in the hell he's doing? Yeah, and there was a whole lot of that. there were a lot of people that were calling for his head. I'm certainly not condoning no. that. That's the, the no, uh, because <laughs> there's just just no. <laughs> but it's right to question him on that. And I think that the I, I will give some credit to those of us in the media room. I think we have done a pretty good job of that this week and making him think about why he made the decision that he did. Because you're right, it's completely incongruent with how he approaches the game. You, you gotta. You are so well educated with the words you use on this show. Superflies peeling through a thesaurus, which has cobwebs on it, because he's never looked at it before. Thesaurus is it, that's a book. What that was has, that word that, you just used again? Incongruent. Is he related to John Incongruent, who used to coach the Fox? <laughs> I feel it, Rizzy, like I'm on Jeopardy going, I have no shot at winning this round right now. I, uh, what does incongruent mean? It, it means it doesn't mesh with it. doesn't equal it. Yeah. I think this is like three times in a row you've been on the show where I've heard a word used, and, and you're very educated. I'm trying to help people out. I know. A word used, Rizzy, that I've never heard before. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind you being the smartest guy with the vocabulary uh, in the room. Hey, I, I went to college for six years. I got to use something for it. Well, that uh, so that got your associates at Ohio. Then you do six <laughs> more to get the bachelor. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the the grad school turn at at, uh, at Virginia State didn't go so well. So Is that you went to Virginia State. I did. Wow. Yeah, I, awesome. Uh, I, I attended an HBCU briefly. Uh, that, for that's grad fantastic. School. I, yeah, I love it, it was it was it was a great experience. Um, we wound up moving to West Michigan from there. Um, so I didn't get to continue on it, but it was, yeah, it was you, you are. I mean that in a good way. Well, educate. All right. Back to what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Did you forget what we're talking about? No, we're no. talking about Dan Campbell, not, <laughs> not being aggressive when he needs to be yeah, aggressive. That's, that's what I wasn't sure. We, we both we're had good. that look like, uh, <laughs> Hey man, it's a Friday. Took me a second. And we're still there. We got the hangover from the lion's loss. You know, because <laughs> I'm asking you, do you know what we're talking about? Because I had no idea. Yeah. I, we're, I completely uh, forgot. We're burning some fumes this week. We with, are. Uh, with yeah. it, uh, you had stuff going on. You got work. You got, got all games, kinds of stuff. You got, you got draft got, wire. You got lion's wire. got to go from here tonight to the bird bowl on Z. You got Zealand East, Zealand West, two undefeated teams. That's a close game. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Zealand West is uh, not going to say anything bad about my Zealand East chicks, but Zealand West is a better football team. Is that Coach Shillito still at Zealand West? Yeah, yeah, he's a great. He knows. One, he knows one what of he's great doing. High school coaches ever in Michigan. All right back to Dan Campbell yeah. uh, going for it. Give me one shot, Dan. It, especially when you've told us that you're not trusting your kicker because you're not letting him kick in, in either of the first two games. That was those first field goal attempt, like. Try one. And you talked about it. Who are your best players? Josh Reynolds. They couldn't cover Josh Reynolds in that game uh, for whatever reason. Now, I know he's he's dinged up now. He's he's expected to play this week, as is Amon Ross St. Brown. But 
Give, give it a shot, man. They you had the mojo. The crowd, the place was going well, they were nuts. crazy. They were nuts. You finished that. That's a legendary game. It is. Exactly. People remember that forever, how they stormed back. You, you, you did it against the Chiefs. You did it again. Instead, you're playing for a tie. The slow starts, Risden, are yeah. legit here. And I, I said this, I think, last Friday when we were at the McDonald's uh, in Granville doing the show live, that the, the one flag I have, 10 and one and the one and six, that whenever they decided that, hey, we're going we're gonna to do whatever it takes to win games, they found a way to do it in his first two years. But for some reason, he gets real conservative in quench time early in the year. I, I don't understand it. Maybe too much offseason to think about it and your script and everything, right? That could be. I think some of it is that Ben Johnson is still feeling out the opposing defenses uh, on offense, and maybe he wasn't comfortable taking a risk. Um, taking I, a risk? They, they just came back. It, so I know, and you had all the momentum in that you, game. You, Seattle was clearly on their heels, and you didn't They go were for throwing the, the ball punch. around on the first two plays of that drive. Didn't they get like 11, 10, and 13 or, or 10 and 13? You know, something like that. It was double digits. They got first downs throwing the ball, and I'm like, keep throwing it. Go right to the end zone. That's what I thought they were going to do. I could feel it sitting in uh, that end zone. Yeah. Section 318 with the blue-collar fans. I could feel they're going to go win this game, and instead I started to watch the clock, and he's not stopping it. He's not using his timeouts. He left a timeout on the board. That's where you can't even it, take a timeout and design a shot to the end zone. Right, and and so there's a there's a difference there between like not giving Seattle another chance if you fail, which. But if you're sense. worried about giving Seattle another chance, why would you take the chance on the coin flip where they're going to get the ball, which they did, and if they score a touchdown, they win the game, which they, they did. did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's. When you're doing that, you want to play for. Give me, give me a seam shot to Sam Laporta. They, Bobby Wagner couldn't cover him at all. He was open all game. You know, hit me with a wheel route to Khalif Raymond down the sideline. Give me Jameer Gibbs Go on, to on the a wheel end route. zone and try, try and win one. It. Try one. Back shoulder, far, you know, flag. Yeah, trust that Jared Goff is not going to make a mistake there. And by and large, he's been really good about not making mistakes. Do you think it's pick six? Uh, But then again, Jared's leading you back. So the pick six is out the window. Yeah, it is. I I thought Goff did a fantastic job of putting that behind him. Exactly. So did I. And then, you know, Gibbs had a chance what looked like where we were at that this was going to be a 95-yard touchdown drop. He's he's got to catch that one. Got to catch and that. Then, and then also on the pick six, that was a timing play. Supposedly, Gibbs was supposed to be in that spot. I know Goff tried to deflect it, right? He did. And so there's been a whole lot of talk about that. I will say that no matter where Gibbs was supposed to be, Goff still threw it behind him. Um, even if he was, even if he had sat on the route, which he had done two or three plays earlier on the same on the same drive, um, they had done, it, done that where Gibbs sat and they did get a completion. The ball was behind that point, too. So I'm, I'm leaning that it's more on Goff, regardless of whether Gibbs was in the right or the wrong. It was a bad throw. And Montgomery's fumble to start the second half. That, that, was, to, me was yeah. the, that to me, was the biggest play mm-hmm. of the game mm-hmm. because the Lions, were, you know, they survived the first half where they didn't have their A game and they were still leading. They still had, they had and I thought they were going to take care of the business they needed to and, I did too. and, and win by double digits. I thought they were going to do I thought they were really going to seize the moment there. And that, that just... It fundamentally altered the rest of the script of the game, and uh, when you when you let Pete Carroll and a good football team write the script, 
It's not going to be a happy story. Well, what for about you. Aaron Glenn playing so far off uh, receivers? You know, and not is, adjusting at all during the game. That's the frustrating part is that you know that Jerry Jacobs can't cover DK Metcalf. Boy, he was and, bad, and, and, and that's he? not that's not just Jerry. Nobody oh. can give him some help. Like if you're not going to let him press, and they didn't, and that's what he's good at. You know, shade your safety over. Blitz from that side so Gino can't see him. Like do something to help help your guy out. And they didn't do that, and that that was frustrating. Uh, the 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 way that they were so passive on defense, that's not what Aaron Glenn's all about. That's that's not what that style of defense is designed to do. And that was really maddening because that was much more harkening back to the Matt Patricia era, where everything was read and react, and you had it with Jelani Tobias, the slowest linebacker in the league, reading and reacting in the middle. Like, don't you know that doesn't work? Like you've seen that that doesn't work. Stop doing that, especially when you got a team, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. That's a really, really good offense. With Walker and Charbonnet? With, with, the, yeah, you that, kidding me? They're loaded. Look, look at their weapons. They, they and are they were loaded. missing their left and right tackle and you in that game, right? I, I think the blitz percentage was 6%, which was the lowest of any team in the league. Yeah, Jacobs week. was so bad early. How do you not get him out or get him help or, or you, you gotta come up something. and do something? Aaron Glenn, let's let's remember, at 1-6 and six last year, there was a lot of talk. You know, uh, Pleasant was showing the door, right? He was. Said, okay, so then Aaron Glenn's on the hot seat, and they finished eight and two because they were bringing everything. Because he got more creative and exactly. more aggressive, and he's gotten away from that. And they they have in in the, in the first two years with, with Dan Campbell. There, there's a pattern here. That's why this game, which we'll get into in a moment against the Falcons. Who have great young talent? They do, right? They do. Is that, that this game is so important because you can't lose two at home and think you're going to be a playoff team? No. And then just to advance it, the next game Thursday night in Green Bay, short turnaround, very short turnaround. You're a wounded team right now. You cannot, you can't take that risk going into there because I I don't think the Green Bay is going to win this week. I I picked them to lose. I think that. This is a chance for the Lions to get it. If they win the next two games, I think we're still feeling pretty darn good about Dan Campbell and the team. But if they're two and two, God forbid, one and three, you just talked about the bad starts. Then, then that's something that that's that conversation is only going to get amplified, and that's that's not something that that we want in the media, that the fans want, that the players want, and certainly not that Dan Campbell wants. And not that vibe that I felt in downtown Detroit on. Sunday between Tin Roof and Harry's and the pregame batches, it felt like I was walking into a playoff game. It absolutely felt. It, and and really, I wasn't at this game. I watched. This I was there. It I, felt like I was a playoff there for three game hours, coverage. four hours before kickoff. Right with the two parties at Tin Roof and Harry's, and it felt like a playoff game. It did when you went in. The crowd, they were ready. That's why they're roaring. You have a chance, Dan Campbell. Uh, to win it and never took a shot. And now I agree with you. If they win Sunday and flip it and win quick and get another break and they're 3-1 and one because injuries are a factor, we're going to talk about that in our next segment, a huge factor uh, out of that Seattle game. You know, we remarked how injury-free it seemed to be after Kansas City, and it was just it was it was, a it was doctor's a- office uh, roll call list for both teams. By the way, right. Seattle had eleven people on their injury list yesterday. Um, the going into that game, they had two, both their tackles. Well, one of them went well, on. Look IR, at Diggs. So. The corner goes out for the Cowboys. The game is so fast, and the players are so big. 
that the key is, and this is where the Lions still are okay, their depth that I talked about during the summer, right? You look at what you're bringing in, Tracy Walker, who was your leading tackler two years in a row. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's great. I I want to get to that. Let's get to a break, and we'll talk more about the injuries and how they play into the the short turnaround, something people haven't talked about, too, with that game Sunday and then at Green Bay on Thursday night football. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, Lions Wire, Draft Wire on Twitter. Twitter, I shared one of his stories, the top 50 prospects uh, in college football. We'll talk about uh, J.J. McCarthy really didn't elevate his NFL stock against Bowling Green. He's not on that list, Bill. No, no, no. no. After, <laughs> after Bowling Green, he's not on the Heisman list anymore. It's all Pac-12 quarterbacks, basically, on the Heisman list. Uh, Draft Wire, Lions Wire, Twitter, Facebook, and online. Also, if you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friend, Matt Golden. Now, he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Golf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting with some golf and great food and beverages, Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Go bowling for bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. 
roll the ball, and hit your lucky strike with Bowling for Bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back in hour number two on a football Friday being presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Check out their best burger lineup uh, on the board at all McDonald's across Michigan. And I recommend the saucier, tastier, juicier Big Mac. Had one on the way home from the Lions game last Sunday at the Fowlerville McDonald's with my buddy Raz. Mm, It was awesome. It was the best thing about that day was my... Big Mac at the Fowlerville uh, McDonald's. I the traffic out of Detroit just drives me nuts. I, I you know going in you're pumped up. It's game day, right? You know the parties at Tin Roof and Harry's, but uh, coming home and then the loss of the drive seems like it's 19 hours, and then the injuries. They they hit in game. More news after the game with CJ and others. Uh, the thigh bruise with Montgomery. I mean, we'll, we'll go down the laundry list right now, uh, but. Uh, it's a, it's not an excuse. It's reality. When you look at the current injury situation with the Lions, looking not only at the Atlanta game on Sunday, but Green Bay next Thursday and beyond, uh, go through what you've heard and where things are at with the Lions in terms of injuries. Yeah, so there were five players this week that did not practice at all, and that's a pretty darn good sign that they're not going to play on Sunday. David Montgomery, Taylor Decker, Halapula Vadi Vaitai, Emmanuel Mosley, who hasn't practiced at all. Don't 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 expect that anytime soon. And then Kirby Joseph. And that one's a little bit more surprising because this is a guy who finished the game. Uh, he's had a hip injury. It not looking good. Two thirds of your offensive line, or two of the five, yeah, is concerning to me. It is uh, because you're you pretty much have six for your depth. Now I will give Matt Nelson his due credit. I thought he played well against Seattle as the right tackle, and I thought Panay. Did, did fine for left tackle for getting very few reps there because last Friday they practiced with Halapula Vadi Vaitai as their left tackle and kept Panay on the right side and put Graham Glasgow. They decided that combination wasn't going to work. So Panay didn't even get a full week of practice to do the left, to switch back from the right side to the left side. So I, I will give him credit on that. I think he will do very well this Sunday against Atlanta, a team that doesn't pressure the quarterback very well. Uh, and I, I think that that's, that's one of the keys to this game and why I'm still optimistic about the Lions winning. But Kirby Joseph, I mean, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's already on injured reserve. You're playing without your two starting safeties in this game. That means your starting safeties will be Brian Branch, who's fine in that slot role, but do we want him doing other things with that? And, and Tracy Walker coming in. Walker, again, your leading tackler two years in a row, 2020, 2020 and 2021. He's coming off the Achilles injury. Um, he's not the playmaker that C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Kirby Joseph is. So that's that's a little concerning. Uh, and now your depth is Will Harris and Ifiata Malifon, who I don't think many Lions fans, and I will raise my hand there, don't have a lot of confidence in those guys. Um, will Harris, great guy, incredible locker room presence, great guy for us to deal with in the media. Probably not a guy that you want playing more than about 25% of your snaps, and he could be thrust into a lot more action than that this week. And that's 
that's a little disturbing. Um, you're already, you know, you've, you've lost Josh Pascal. He's on injured reserve. You know, there, there's, there's some issues with with the depth there that you know. Now, CJ's a huge loss. That, that's a massive loss. He, he's a, from the day he stepped on uh, the OTA fields. He's been an emotional spark plug. Absolutely, that was desperately needed. Uh, on the field and off the field for this Lions team. 100%. And that cannot be stated strongly enough. He he was the catalyst for the attitude that this Lions defense plays with or wants to play with. And I think that's going to be missed. And that's going to be because Tra- Tracy Walker is a great leader. He's a multiple-year team captain. He's not that. They're like That's not his personality. He's he's a little bit more subdued, you know, feed off my energy, but not like I'm he's not a trash talker. And I think I think CJ with the the ill-fated face mask or you know, ski mask that didn't work. It was cool. I'm glad they tried it. I'm, I'm glad it's gone, too. But uh, that 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 sort of galvanizing energy just isn't there. And, you know, Alex Anzalone is a good leader, but that's that's not what he brings either. And I think that they are going to miss that. And I think that's something that that bears watching. Who fills that void or that vacuum? Because uh, you're you're right on. He brought something to the team that they lacked, and I don't know if they have anybody else that can bring that back, or certainly not to the. the Hunch might be able to be, you know, but he's got to start uh, getting sacks. Which he, we'll he talk needs, about that. He in needs a to get some. He needs to get some finishes. He's got. He needs to touch a quarterback. Seventeen pressures uh, leads the league. Uh, if you believe pro football focus, and I do. Uh, and pressures are important because it can flush a QB out of the pocket. I know sacks are sacks, but pressures can't be overlooked that you are forcing the QB fo- out of the pocket timing. Maybe yeah. they chuck the ball out of bounds. That, that's, right? a, that's a bigger thing against Patrick Mahomes than it is against Geno Smith. Now, Desmond Ritter can also run. He's quarterback this week, and this is one of those where – this is a game where you want them to throw the ball at you because they have Bajon Robinson. That guy's really good. Their offensive line does not get credit. They're really, really good at what they do, especially run blocking. So the best option for you is to have Desmond Ritter, who's not all that aggressive at, at attacking down the field. Their receivers are they're okay. They're not. They're not. They're not what we've seen in the, in the first two weeks. Uh, you know, th- this is one of those where you kind of want. You almost want the pressure. But you also want to get the sack because this is a guy who will give the ball up and make mistakes under pressure. And that's not something that Patrick Mahomes or Geno Smith did. I thought Geno Smith, he was really good, man. He, that, that guy has... He named his weapons. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, there... He does not, and it's tight ends, the depth there. He, he does not have a weak weapon, and when healthy, the O-line's one of the better ones in the league. They are, and that, that's a, that and that was one of the things that frustrated me about, about being in Lions land this week was people talking crap about the Seahawks, even after they beat us. Like, guys, that's a good football team. That That's not a fluke. I know they lost to the Rams in the first week. That's kind of a matchup issue for them um, in the way that, that they are a matchup issue for us. And I, I think you're going to see Seattle win a whole lot of football games. And I don't think it's going to be one of those where the Lions are worried about a tiebreaker this year because I think Seattle's going to win that many more games. So tip your cap to them. And I think that's something that um, we talked about on the Detroit Lions podcast this week. about Sometimes the other team just has your number a little bit. And I think that's the case. And Glover Quinn talked about it after the game. He put it up on Twitter. You know, Seattle just feels like they have our number. 
Now, now we got to go get Atlanta, and that that's a team where we've had some battles over the years. You know, you remember remember the Golden Tate incident with the the ten second runoff, where where most of us learned about the ten second runoff, where because uh, Joe Lombardi didn't call the play that went into the end zone. Was it just short? Yeah, line. right. It just short of the goal line, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Attention to detail. Important. It's important. <laughs> Atlanta, by the way, at least on the injury report, you know. Uh, they're healthy. So they, they, look pretty, thing. they look pretty clean. And the Lions are walking in limp, and the game is at home. Uh, the receiving core is not solid. Uh, and not, you, you have to make Ritter beat you. That has to be yeah, your Aaron Glenn uh, defensive game plan on the Lions side. You right? do not want them giving Bajan Robinson the ball 25 times. That's that's not a recipe for, for the, your defense to win. Uh, now they're going to get him some some throws as well, and he's he's been really, really good. And, uh, you know, they're health- like you said, they're pretty healthy. We're coming in, you know, Amon Ra, Josh Reynolds, they're both hobbled. They're going to play. Or I would certainly expect that they're going to play. You know, you got you got a lot of – there's just a lot of – that was a brutal football game. And, and Seattle's injury list this week is going to look that way too. They're, they're going to be missing some dudes as well. You got you to focus on, on coming out of that and lean on your depth and hope that some of the players that haven't necessarily stepped up so far – Looking at you, Ali McNeil. Looking at you, <laughs> uh, Cam Sutton needs to be better. Quite frankly, I think he's been solid, but he's, he's got to do more. You, you got to get more out of the guys that you're expecting to be your front line players. And Dan Campbell, I thought Dan Campbell said that directly. He didn't identify the players, uh, and we, we talked about it in, in the segment I did on Monday. We can we can identify who some of those players are. Cam Sutton is one. Ali McNeil is one. I, I think. Jameer Gibbs is one. I think that you're going to have to see more out of him. Uh, he has put that ball that he put on the ground was very dispiriting. You know, that's that's life with a rookie running back, and that's one of the reasons why you don't necessarily want to rely on running back on rookies so much. But now your running backs, you know, with with Montgomery gone, Gibbs has to step up because I, I know fans love Bam Knight because he's got a cool nickname, and you know his actual name Zonovan's pretty darn cool too. Cut by the Jets. I mean, that that says something. Craig Reynolds. Uh, Craig Reynolds looks father. like a backup. You know, the one thing I, I mentioned this from seeing Will Harris when he came in when Branch cramped up in the Kansas City game. That guys that were starters for the Lions the last couple of years, it, it was really apparent about the tal or the talent level, the quality of it in front of them. That when we see them step back, I yeah. I just this this game feels like a step back game. For me, the end of what I watched against Seattle, uh, where we're going now with the injuries into Atlanta. Atlanta with mojo, momentum, a lot of great young athletic talent. It, it feels like what I've watched the first two starts in terms of years with Dan Campbell. It has to change. They have to find a way to win Sunday and next Thursday, and all's good. If they're three and one, oh, it's great. We're going to be laughing at how we reacted this week collectively. As well, we laugh. We look back at one and six, where you're questioning Campbell, questioning Glenn. There was a lot of that questioning schemes, being aggressive. All this, right? Oh, ten and one, the same thing. Yeah. Is he in over his head? Can can he handle? It? And then we watch him finish eight and two, and they start that they they win games at Lambeau and at Arrowhead, two of the toughest places to post W's. In the NFL. And I think that's And we get that garbage that I watch in terms of coaching and no adjustments and 10 yards off the ball, straight out of the Matt Patricia playbook that I'm playing for the tie in overtime. It made me sick to my stomach. And I hope that they've learned from that. And we'll see on Sunday. 
Um, I'm fairly confident they will, but I can't say that I'm fully sold but on the it. The injury, if they had CJ and they had Montgomery, and it was a learning curve, and I get it, even though I'm tired of talking about Dan Campbell learning how to be a head coach or the Lions learning a lesson in a game that they should have won because last year, the Seattle game, we all said, we'll come back to haunt them, and what happened? Came back to haunt them. It sure did. On the final day of the regular season for the Lions. Had they won that game? Or the Carolina game? Uh, that, that, yeah. Well, but we've seen those eggs. Carolina. It looked horrible, and they found a way to regroup. I, how can they flip the script? I want you to answer this. Yeah. And Jeff Risden, by the way, from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, on Twitter, one of our Lions NFL insiders. How have they flipped the script so fast, either game to game or the two starts from piss-poor play to uh, looking like a playoff team? I think that's where the resiliency of Dan Campbell comes in. And I think he's good at that. You know, we're going to criticize him. We're also going to give him some flowers when he deserves it. He's really good at moving on from a loss and figuring out how to that, – that Carolina game last year, that, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen from Detroit, like going back years and years and years. And I think some of that was because we had expectations. We had so much momentum going into that game, and it crashed and burned, and it was obvious from the first Carolina drive when we couldn't do a darn thing to stop them. I think that's why this game, they got to come out and seize the moment, win the first quarter, and and just suck the life out of Atlanta, man. Clip the Falcons' wings. Don't let them have any hope about it. They're a team that's built to play with the lead. They're not a team that's built to come back. Detroit isn't either, by the way, even though they did very nicely last week. You, know, you come out and you you don't save things for the third and fourth quarter in this game. You, you, you got pocket aces, lay them down all in right away. See if they can call your bluff or, or if they want to challenge it and then see if it's a bluff. That's, that's what my recipe would be for this week because I think, I think these Lions and Jared Goff especially respond really well to that. Like let, let show me show me have faith in me coach let me let me go do this cuz I got this. And and he's shown that he can do that. I think the team has shown they can do that. I think it's up to Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson and and Aaron Glenn on defense to let the guys go get it. Uh, because I think they have the ability to do it, but it, you can't you can't sit around and wait for it in this one because that's a good football team. They're 2 and 0. They're playing with motivation. Look, they got three. They got two other teams in that division that are unbeaten. Like they got to keep up with Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. They got to keep up with Derek Carr and the Saints. As crazy as that sounds, they, you know, there, there's some pressure on them to keep this going too. And by the way, uh, that division is on the Lions' schedule. I love the luck of the rotation, uh, Jeff. We have a lot to talk <laughs> about. Uh, you're with us until the end of the show, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter. One of our Lions NFL Insiders. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mercantile Bank of Michigan-based bank with Michigan-based decision makers and Michigan-based team members. So your Lions questions, 1-866-838-4843, add HUGE show. On Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. I do want to get his thoughts on getting after Ritter and Jordan Love next Thursday with Jeff. Uh, why why, why no sacks? 
Why no adjustments? Why nothing creative defensively from Glenn uh, and those players? We'll talk about that next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and start the conversation. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, wrapping up hour two on a football Friday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Lions and the Falcons on Sunday in downtown Detroit with the hype, sold out season, uh, just the buzz on the Lions since beating Kansas City. They have got to win that game. And then the short turnaround and Thursday night football with the Packers at Lambeau. Two huge games. Uh, for the Lions, and if they win both, they're 3-1, and one, and they set up the season, and I think a couple of things, they need to stay as healthy as they can out of this game, get the W would be number one, health would be number two, maybe uh, some sacks, uh, getting to the quarterback, and you got a mobile guy in Ritter uh, with the Falcons. Why, why the struggles uh, defensively on that front line? What is it? They're just not getting the interior push that, that you expected from Ali McNeil. He's been a disappointment to me specifically. But Why also, is that? He's just, he's just not getting home. He's not getting off blocks the way we saw him do it this summer. Uh, he he was a like, we all know Frank Ragnall is a pretty good center. 
and we, we went up against the Giants and, and the, the Jaguars in joint practice. Ali McNeil was, was arguably the best player on the field, and it has not translated into the regular season. It's very frustrating. The guys around him, Levi Anzarike, that was bad the other day. Uh, you're not getting anything out of Benito Jones. You know, you're missing Josh Pascal. John Kaminsky had one nice play, and the rest of the game he was kind of invisible. That was just unusual for him. They got to start getting home better. Um, it can't just be Hutchinson and, and flushing a guy, and then there's nobody there to, on the other side to get it. You know, James Houston was not playing well. Now he's hurt. He's probably out for the season. You know, you're, you got to you got to you got to find somebody that can come in. Maybe a Romeo Aquara, who I thought played okay against Seattle. Maybe he can get home. Maybe you know that that sort of outside in contain rush because if you're not getting that pressure up the gut, okay, then your guys at least have to hold the spot so they can't run up the middle. And and Ritter doesn't have an escape lane there, and that's not something that they've done a very good job at. Unfortunately, uh, that you know, the run defense has been really good, and the the line does deserve some credit for that, as do the linebackers and Derek Barnes especially. But you know the they they've got to get home. You, you can't have one sack in two games. You just can't. And and by the way, that that was an awful decision by Geno Smith more than it was a it was a great play by Anzalone. But he had he had nine point two seconds to throw that ball and didn't. Nine point two. That that's that's a mm. really really long sack time. Now Hutchinson is getting pressures. He's getting quickly. Somebody else has to help him up, step up, and and start finishing some of those plays. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Also follow Jeff on Twitter. Unbelievable tweets at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. If you have a Lions question for us, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, or you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. And if you miss any of our conversation about the Lions and the Falcons, if you're just joining us or you want to tell some friends, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Podcasts are free. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the best burger campaign at your local McDonald's of Michigan. You can celebrate McDonald's making some small changes to its burger lineup that will have a huge impact on flavor. They're too juicy and tasty to resist. So stop by and try one of the best burgers in Michigan at your local McDonald's. Fridays on the Huge Show are presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. 
What's up, Michigan? It's our number three on a football Friday. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders in studio uh, to wrap up this broadcast, Lions and the Falcons. On Sunday, I was looking at the roster. Jalen Mayfield, the former Grand Rapids Catholic Central and University of Michigan offensive lineman, looks like he's on the Giants practice squad right now after getting drafted by the Falcons uh, out of Michigan. Uh, So he won't be there uh, on Sunday. Falcons bring a lot of good young talent, and they're 2-0. They're one of the biggest surprises. Tampa Bay 2-0 without uh, Brady. You're looking at Derek Carr and his impact, and watch out for the Saints. Niners far and away, and you watched them last night. They are the best team in football right now. Is there anybody even close to them? Dallas was, but now that they've lost their second best defensive player, you got to wonder yeah. about Dallas losing Trayvon Diggs or in in practice. That that you know, that, and that's one of the things that I you know we're obviously dealing with a lot of injuries in Detroit right now. But I I think there's a lot of people that think that it's only Detroit that's suffering. Like nah, man, I watched Nick Chubb almost lose his leg. Hmm. Um, and Nick like that I know, reminded me of the remember Napoleon McCallum, the oh, former yeah, Navy running back. Yeah. Was that the Raiders? It was with Niners. The Raiders. Yeah, yeah, game. It was a Monday Night Football it was. game back in the day, right? Yeah. Where they were worried his artery. Yeah, right. They, uh, they did. They actually had to take him to, to the hospital for emergency right? surgery yeah, to, to save the that. leg. Yeah, the Chubb injury. That, was that's that's nasty. that's horrifying. But th- that that's you know that's Cleveland's best offensive player. They're without him. Uh, they <laughs> whether it's real or not, they still think they're making the playoffs. But Deshaun Watson looked bad in that second half, didn't he? They gave up. No first downs and negative yards to Pittsburgh in the second half of that game had an 11-point lead and lost. That's what I mean. That's, That's hard they to do. Because Pickett's <laughs> not playing well, but Steelers, you know, T.J. Watt is right there with T.J. Watt, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's they're, the they're, and, and Alex Highsmith on the other side is really good. They're, they are a team that wins with defense. And with Steelers no still offense. have a big home field advantage. That, that crowd is really good. And we'll see. I, I looked at the Niners last night, and I'm like, Again, injuries can change seasons. You mentioned Diggs getting her best cover corner uh, in football uh, for the Cowboys. Huge loss. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they could send pressure. Diggs could take. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a routes. team that thrives on making plays. And Micah Parsons is really good at generating the pressures. And Trayvon Diggs is great at, at taking advantage of it. They're missing part of that equation now. We'll see. We'll see how they bounce back. That, that's a good football team, though. Yeah, Niners. If they if Purdy stays healthy, his story from Iowa State, and then coming back from an injury. I mean, that guy. He. I think I heard the. It was Michaels and Herb Street on Amazon Prime last night. He's the 78th highest paid QB in the NFL right now. He makes less than what Lions backup does. Take Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That. That. That's. That's one of the advantages that they have. That's how. They how about the seventh rounder, Ronnie Bell, catching that great throw? He looked good, didn't from he? From another seventh rounder, yeah. now, Ronnie Bell doesn't look like a seventh rounder. Ronnie Bell looked pretty good last night. And again, because he's not your prototypical six foot two, six foot three receiver. Teams just let him fall all the way to, and he's the perfect fit now with Purdy in that offense. He runs precise routes, and he understands how to play football. How about his catch where he got the two feet down for the TD? It's great. Seventh rounder, as I said, at Huge Show on Twitter. Seventh rounder to a seventh rounder. 
That's how you can. That's how Wasn't you can. Purdy, pay. Was Purdy Mr. Irrelevant? He was he, Mr. Irrelevant. The that's last how, player draft. Yep, that's how you pay Bosa. That's how you pay Depot Samuel. That's how you pay George Kittle and all those other guys that you make hit all on, the you big hit on point. those low round draft picks. And that was that was the rationale for a lot of people wanting Hendon Hooker or somebody in the late rounds in the last couple. Of years. Now they have Hendon Hooker. We'll see what the plan is long term with. They got to pay off. I I don't think they I don't think they can get away from. They, they got to give him that. I, he's, he's earned it. I'm surprised it's, it, you know, <laughs> that it hasn't already happened, that uh, you've seen these extensions happening or reworks, even with uh, Mahomes has seen these guys making all this money. He goes, wait a minute. And Joe yeah. Burrow gets his, and Patrick Mahomes is like, you know what? I'm not the highest paid player anymore. No. Like, hey, hit me up. I, I need and to they be did. the highest paid. And, and they, they did. I need to put another uh, golf hole in my backyard at my new house. So I think golf's going to get paid sooner than later. Yeah, and what is it? What's going to be going right? Fifty million a year. He's, he's going to make fifty million a year. Probably give him the two hundred, two hundred fifty million. You know, with one hundred fifty million guaranteed or something, right? Uh, that's that's in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I and, think he. I think he's market value. And if you would have told me, if you would, if we would have had this conversation at that point, la- at this point last year, I would have laughed in your face. Now one like, and six, you no, would have been on no, the, the no draft the young quarterback thing because you're thinking one and six, absolutely. you're going to get, uh, you're going to get a young quarterback and you're going to start the rebuild. Or reload, whatever you want to call it. Since that, since that start, and actually he was pretty good earlier than that. Um, he had a couple of fo- the the Miami and New England games last year were not good, but beyond that, I think he's been he's been a franchise quarterback. He's the reason why the offense is so good. He 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 does. And you don't throw to the end zone when you have them at home with the crowd roaring, mojo on the Detroit side, and you don't put Seattle away and come back and steal a game. And you, you're Dan, and this is this is what bothers me about Dan Campbell, and it was really what drove me nuts from the very first presser with Matt Patricia, that you talk like the fans are stupid. That you're like, I was playing for the tie. Trisha certainly did that. Okay, all, all yeah. the time. That, but Dan Campbell, <laughs> I was playing for the tie. I didn't want to give the ball back. You, you're wrong. You, you don't. You gave the ball back. You knew it was going to be a coin flip. If it, if this was both teams touch the ball, which it should be in overtime rules, okay, if both teams play 60 gosh darn minutes of Either ugly football and it's 0-0 or great football and it's 31-31. Both teams should touch the ball. You then can choose. You then can choose whether you want to kick the field goal or if you're going to keep a drive going and go for it. And the other team then who won the toss and who deferred knows they're going to get the ball and they know what they have to do. It's simple and easy. And also, if you've, if you've cut it down to 10 for wear and tear purposes, then do it from the 30-yard line. Do it from the 40. Each team gets a possession. Whoever scores more, and then you do it again. You know, the, the college did the they did the weird thing with the the two point conversion thing that you have to go Why for. Why don't NFL time. do that and bring that into overtime? Uh, you know they they want it to they want it to still be decided by traditional football. And I I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like I love hockey. All right, so hockey, tra- hockey overtime where they go for. I love that. All right, so great. traditional football is this, Rosie. That both teams get a possession. The flip is about you get the choice. Right. Okay? Based on where the game's at, knowing you're home away, you get the choice. I'm fine with no two-point conversion. And that team then can choose that now we're going to go for it on fourth down. We want the touchdown. And that forces the Lions to score a touchdown to tie. Okay? Now, if both teams, this is really simple math. 
in traditional football, if both teams score a field goal or both teams don't score after their possession, then your traditional football is the next team scores in its sudden death, and so be it. And you go to 10 minutes, that's fine. Doesn't seem that hard, does it? No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> if I'm not wrong, and I don't have all the USFL and XFL rules, is it, high school there's no ties? No. Uh, youth football still will have ties. I think like 78ers still will play a tie game. I think so. Okay, I um, do. I, I know that yeah. for a fact. Okay. So, but let's just say high school, college, pro, those three levels in America. The only place you can get a tie is with the highest level of football. How ass backwards is that? You know, especially when you're playing an odd number of games. Like it's 16 games, okay, it, because you're you're adding that many more variables to it. Like you're not going to have both teams get a possession. Teams going eight, eight, and one. God, I don't and you that. play 10 minutes, and and you know what? If both teams get a possession. Uh, and the clock's running out on the other team. They had their possession. They got to throw deep. They got to run the hurry up offense. They got to run like it's the end of regulation. To me, and if both are tied, whether it's touchdowns and extra points or two field goals or no scores, you, you play and it's a tie then. And both teams had a shot. And there and there's no complaining. Even the team that won the toss still still got the choice of taking the ball or playing defense. How hard is it to do this? Why won't they do it, Rizzy? And why am I sounding like I'm in a Seinfeld episode? <laughs> you, do, you do sound a little bit like you're in a Seinfeld episode. Why, why won't they do that? I would the competition just say committee? one of the things that will come back, and I don't disagree with the fans who are screaming at their car radios right now about this. Thank you for listening, by the way. Is that the defense has to get a stop. Like, it, they had a chance, and they couldn't get the stop. And I, I don't disagree with that, but I think that that's beside the point i would rather them give give let, let your offense get a shot you know it's decided by a coin flip why not just flip the coin at the end of the game then if they're still tied and see who wins like you're you, that's the same basic effect that's my point here yeah. so by giving each team a possession there <laughs> is no argument because if a coach wasn't aggressive enough and he settled for a field goal and the team beats you with a touchdown so be it. That's real football. Good. They won. Give, give Dip your hat to them. They oh, got how it. How hard is that? It's, it's not. <laughs> I just look at the way you were lucky to be there. The way you came storming back to give Seattle a chance to win it again in your building for the second straight year was a dumb coaching was. And you felt, you know, because Seattle, by the way, they missed two field goals in that game. Like, if, if you're going into overtime thinking that maybe, okay, we're going to hold him and maybe he misses the field goal and then we just, like, Win it. Just let him get the ball. Get, go to the end zone. Go, go. Like I said, g- give me Sam Laporta on a seam route against Bobby Wagner because he could not cover him all day. And that's more about Sam Laporta than it is Bobby Wagner. Laporta's really freaking good, folks. He's the only tight end in NFL history to catch five passes in each of his first two games. Nobody else has ever done that. Not Ozzie Newsome. Um, who's one of my personal Kellen heroes. Winslow? Kellen Winslow didn't do it. Tony Gonzalez didn't do it. Antonio Gates? Shannon Sharp. Um, Antonio Gates Jr. isn't doing that either. But you know, the Antonio Gates can't state basketball. The, the, I, I, I was a contemporary. Of Tony Gonzalez didn't do it? Tony Gonzalez didn't do it. Charlie Sanders, Lions Hall of Famer, didn't do that. Um, it, T.J. Hawkinson, the Minnesota Viking, didn't do it? 
Hawkinson had a great debut game. Second game, one catch, seven yards. Typical Lions. <laughs> That's uh, happened, Jeff Rizdo. By the way, Hawkinson is playing very well yeah, for, for Minnesota. But they don't miss him. They're, 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 no, I don't either. No, they don't miss him. I, you know what we do good, miss? Good for him getting paid. We, we, we miss being able to see the investment in Jamison Williams for a full year. Now, he can return to practice next week. He can practice. So they have practice um, Monday and Tuesday of next week because they play Thursday in Green Bay. So he will be allowed back in the building, and hopefully he's he's healthy. Remember, he, he missed time in the summer with a hamstring issue. Hopefully he's beyond that and can get back, and when week six comes around or week seven comes around, he's ready to roll. Uh, they, they, they need him. They if, clearly if they would have had Jamison Williams, do they win that Seattle game? I think they. I think they would take a shot in that point. But I'm saying not I, just I, not I, just I the last drive. Win, I don't know about winning, but they they it, cha- it He changes. We've talked about this a lot. He changes the dynamic of how the defense has to play your offense. That's that much more room for Sam Laporta because if you, he might not catch it, but he can catch it over the top, and that means that your safety, you know, Quandre Quandre Diggs has to to step back a little bit more, and that gives. That gives Jameer gives a little bit more room on those Texas routes. That gives David Montgomery a little bit more time to get his his steam rolling forward. I know he's not going to play this week, but well, they're saying it could be a couple of games. Uh, you know, Campbell did allude to it yesterday. Yeah. That and and it'd be th- a couple of weeks, I think, if I'm kind of catching some of that commentary right. So one of the Montgomery. Thing, one, yeah, one of the things that a lot of us are thinking is that because they have the two games right away, and because Green Bay is going to be more important, that they're saving Decker. And Montgomery specifically, so they can play against Green Bay, and and get that much more rest time to go into that game at fuller strength than, because I mean obviously if you lose to Atlanta you're one and two and nobody wants that but all hope is not lost if you go into Green Bay and you lose that game it means the Packers are going to be in first place in the NFC North and you're chasing them again nobody wants that so I I, I don't know if that's what's going to happen but there's a lot of speculation internal external that that's what they're doing and it, it, but for that to work you got to have your depth step up this week we talked about it last hour we're, we're gonna talk about it again the guys who are put in positions who are your key players who are your players who are supposed to be difference makers they have to make a difference now they're, that margin for error is gone with the with the injuries that they've got uh, i'm i'm fine with the offense okay you know you need to put it in the hands of Jared Goff in the offense. That's how you can beat Atlanta. Younger team, get a lead. Uh, the crowd still will be very vocal at Ford Field on Sunday. You're 2-1, short week. Uh, you get some rested, injured players, hopefully for that Green Bay game. You get that, you get another break. Another 10-day break or second 10-day break. And then you get the Panthers, who might be playing without Bryce Young. He's well, not playing Dalton, this weekend. Yeah, Dalton's starting this week. That's almost the ripcord on him, isn't it? It's, it's pretty close to it, yeah. That's, uh, well, they see the undefeated teams in the division. right? Frank Reich, their head coach, who came over from Indy, that's the panic button already. They missed badly with uh, their first-round offensive tackle a couple of years ago. Like a McQuanu, he's not... You know, Bryce Young, I, I think you and I talked about it last Friday. He physically doesn't look ready for the NFL. No. So I so last night I was watching, um, because I do still do a lot of draft stuff, and I was watching Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. And that's a guy that a lot of people thought was kind of going to be a mid-round quarterback. And he's small. He's six foot one. He's he was he played at about 185, 190. 
And that, that, by the way, is a lot bigger than Bryce Young, who played last year at Alabama. And I, I know this because I know one of their assistant coaches. He was 5'10 and a half and 178 mm. when he was playing. He did bulk up for the combine. He wore lifts in his socks. Um, we saw it <laughs> for when he was standing at the podium. Really? He did. Um, he, and he stood on his tiptoes and uh, had, had he tried to get a little platform up in there, too. He's small. And it's not just that you're short, but he's he's not physically built. You look at you look at guys. You look at Jared Goff. Like Jared Goff is he's roughly my height. He's six foot four, six foot four and a half. He weighs about two fifteen, two twenty. He carries that heck of a lot better than I do. And he looks a little bit like maybe eat another steak, Jared. You know, maybe he looks thin. Maybe hit the he may hit the weight room a little bit more, buddy. And and he's got, he's got thirty five pounds on. On Bryce Young, and you know, Goff does a pretty good job of protecting himself. Bryce looks like a complete bust in my mind. He's got a lot of work to do. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, he's not helped by the fact that their offensive line isn't very good. But you know, they're that that's that that is the first. So just to, to look ahead in Lions Land, that's Week Five. That's the first game I feel really comfortable about picking the Lions to win. Um, I think they're going to beat Atlanta. Not to spoil that, but I, I think they're going to win. But I'm not confident about that. It's certainly not something I would. Uh, I'm not putting any money on this game. I know. I know the DraftKings lines are looking pretty good. I, I kind of like the under if I have to bet on anything. But I, uh, I, I don't trust them to win this game. You, you can't after what we saw last Sunday. Well, they need to win, and if they're two and one with a win at Kansas City, even with the loss of Seattle, you're going to Green Bay, and that's a big game. Here you go again. It'll be that big game feel on the short week. For the Lions Nation and the fans. And if they would win in Green Bay, there's another statement game. That's right. So even with the – because we've seen the eggs at Carolina last year, right? Ugh. I we, We've seen the eggs. Awful. And I, they're unexplainable. I, I don't get it. But also they'll come right back and deliver like, wow, where'd that come from? That Jacksonville game last year was as good of a game as I've ever seen a Lions team play. And they didn't punt, and that, that's a good punt until the end of the game, right? And that team won a playoff game last So then year. how do you lay the egg <laughs> against I, Carolina? And that's... And, and that's, I know they complained about the turf or the hard field, uh, right? I mean, Carolina was playing on it too, so I, I don't... Couldn't stop the run that day. No, not at all. It I'm, was how bad the defense... If, if you look at most of these games, okay, and I'll give... Golf credit outside of the early part of his first year. Most of the blame in regards to the Lions and their bad games under Dan Campbell has been because of the defense. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I mentioned that pro football focus for the top rated players after two weeks are offensive players. And that checks out. You know, there's one defensive player, Derek Barnes, Derek who's Bar- the highest rated player. For what analytics are worth, he has played fantastic on the line. Defense. He is the highest rated run defender, period, in the NFL right now after two weeks. And he deserves so it. So why his turnaround? He he got comfortable where he's at. Uh, he's he's playing strictly off the ball now. He's not doing that hybrid thing like he did at Purdue. Um, and he bulked up a little bit. And he's just, the game, he said it in a press conference uh, right at the very beginning of training camp. The game has just slowed down for him. Like, 
you know how the good athletes talk about I was never a good enough athlete to have that happen. How about Anzalone out of position? He way you know, too often. So man. he was bad early in that game. He actually played pretty well later in the game. But yeah, that, that's not a guy that you want to rely so on. So what is it about these guys with slow starts and the team with slow starts under Campbell and the first two years? What is that? Is that game week preparation? Is that football intelligence with the coaches and the players? How can they turn it off and on? I, I do think that there's some criticism that needs to go at Ben Johnson there for he loves to set things up. You know, the, the Panay Sewell play that we all loved last year where he caught the pass. They started working on setting that play up on film study three weeks earlier. Like, maybe just go do it. You know, don't be, because they're 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 squandering opportunities by doing some of the things that they're doing. And I wish that you know, and and it's going to be awesome when that when that when the plate that they're setting up, and I don't know what it is when it works, but the maybe maybe fire a few more of those bullets. Don't leave them in the chamber in, in games that you can win before that. And I think that's something. Um, I'll go back. We got the TV on in here. We're watching Ohio State get ready to play uh, Notre Dame. John Cooper at Ohio State had that problem. He couldn't get. In, in big games, it didn't always feel like he was firing all the bullets in his chamber, and he paid for it because it could never be Michigan. Uh, and he had some teams that were better on paper, but couldn't get it done. And I think that that's something that that the Lions would do better at. I think I think Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson both, and and certainly Aaron Glenn. You got, you got a guy like Brian Branch who can blitz out of the slot. Blitz him. Let him go. Take unchain the night, man. Go, let him let him go get it. And I don't think they're doing a very good job of that. This, this is a game. There's no reason that the Lions should be, and I, I, I don't know the exact number, but I believe they're 29th in blitz percentage this year. This is a defense that's designed to be not top 10, but in, in at least middle of the pack in blitz percentage, and they're not doing it. And you don't have the corners that can handle it if you're not putting that kind of pressure on. We saw that with Jerry Jacobs. You see that with Cam Sutton a little Boy, bit. Boy, Jacobs was bad. He, wow. it, he, he, that was a rough game for him. And I know Jerry. I like Jerry, and I, it, it was tough to watch that for him, man. I, I expect him to bounce back. I think he'll be better. I think some of that is that Drake London, who's going to go up against a lot this week, isn't DK Metcalf, and I think that's going to help him out some too. But there's uh, that. There's no question. He had a he had a bad game, man. You know, I'm looking at Atlanta in their first two games. They beat Carolina 24-10, and Carolina arguably one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. And then they're down 24. 24- 12 going into the fourth quarter at home against the Packers, and the Packers hardly had any offense, but they still had a 12-point lead, and the Falcons uh, come back. Uh, Koo kicks the game-winning field goal, uh, but they rolled up 446 yards of offense on the Packers, so I wonder after the Packers' opening win, are they as good as advertised? Falcons had that 13-point fourth quarter this past Sunday. Are the Lions sitting in a spot that if they just get it together, they can grab those two W's and be three and one and on pace with everybody's expectations? You know, this is something that I I, I discovered last Sunday night and I tweeted it out and it got a lot of got a lot of action on X. Thank you for those of you who followed that. Oh, add Jeff Risden on Twitter, R-I-S-D-O-N. Thank you, Bill. If, and, and, and it's Jeff, the normal Jeff, not the French version. Yeah. Not, not G-E-O-F-F, Joff. It's yeah. J-E-F-F. Yeah. That, that's an Ohio Jeff. That, that's not right. Not a French Jeff. That's right. I am not the giraffe from Toys R Us. No, no, you're, you're Jeff. J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Okay, what did you tweet out? <laughs> the Lions 
defense allowed the fewest yards of any team in the NFC North last week. <laughs> the Bears, Vikings, really? and Packers all allowed more yards. They didn't allow that, more. Did that distraught over the loss to Seattle that you found that they didn't allow the most the fewest points, but they did allow the fewest yards and fewest yards per play of any of the defenses in the NFC North last week. So that's sort of. That's sort of the context of why I'm not panicking because I think that they're still in very good position to win the NFC North, even if they lose Sunday. I don't, I don't want to say that out loud. NFC North nine might get you the division. I think it does. Nine wins. I think it does. There is, and I do uh, keep that thought. I want to talk yeah. about the NFC North and the start by the three other teams. <laughs> More on that with Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, online at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. You have a Lions comment or question. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866- uh, 838-HUGE. Also with another weekend of NFL action, uh, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and always use code HUGE when you sign up. You can get in on the action on the Lions and the Falcons and the rest of the schedule all weekend long. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers who do that and bet $5 on any game, will get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code HUGE. And new customers can bet that $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. A quick scouting report from Tigers Hall of Famer Alan Trammell on the defensive abilities of some of the Tigers' top hitting prospects. We start with Jay Shung. He's playing second base at double A, and Tram says he's come a long way in the last year. Moves well, much improved turning the double play. Colt Keith has moved from third base to second base. He's a triple A. He's athletic. He has a quick first step. He's getting better turning the double play. Justin Henry Malloy is at third base at AAA and Tram says he believes Malloy can hold down that spot at the major league level. He's got the right read, right angles on ground balls. He has first step quickness. Now it's about in-game reps. Alan Trammell firmly believes if you're willing to work hard, anyone can improve enough defensively to make it to the major leagues. 
Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com, that's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com, and they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at beangarter.com. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature signs, and Roots' legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at rootschris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on a football Friday on the huge show across Michigan. Remember, if you miss any of our huge opinions, podcasts, hours, interviews, just search the huge show where you download podcasts. They are free. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartPod, being in more. Final segment here with Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders, uh, NFC North Thoughts. Lions will get uh, the Packers on Thursday night football. Uh, But the story is, will Minnesota get a win against the Chargers this weekend? Uh, I'm looking inside the Packers numbers from that Atlanta game. Either Atlanta's a lot better than what we think, or the Packers uh, fools gold after one win, and the Bears are in complete disarray where you wonder how long anybody lasts there. They are a tire fire inside a dumpster fire, right? At the oh, moment. my Lord. They, they, between all the – what happened with Alan Williams, their defensive coordinator this week. Well, and, what was – is there any – because there's like raids in Hallis Hall and his home. Apparently and, none of that happened. We, we, we don't know So why exactly, did he resign? Uh, for health reasons, and we're going to have to take his word at that for now. So <laughs> forget, forget the uh, – forget, forget that Peanut Tillman had to bust him as an FBI agent. Yeah, um, exactly. That, uh, there was, it was a weird week. You have Justin Fields coming out and talking bad about his offensive coordinator and head coach, like, and they gave him a chance to walk it back, and he didn't exactly do that. Like, it's bad there. The, their offensive coordinator – look, Justin Fields has not – played at all as well as I thought he would and as well as the Bears need him to. 
But my God, he's got no help. They had, and there's there's some great film breakdowns out there if you want to look for it on, on social media. They ran a third and three play where they had three wide receivers who could touch one another on their routes. Like, th- there's, it's, it's unbelievably chaotic how awful their coordination is. The, it, it, no, no quarterbacks winning with what they're going on offense, but especially not Fields. <laughs> well, try and take you know I've watched this before where you get a great running quarterback and now you want to try and make him a West Coast or passing QB and you forget uh, what his strength it's is. Hard to do that. And speaking of Bears receivers, there was that audio uh, that someone had from the Tampa game yes. where. I think one of the Tampa defenders said they're not using you the right way to DJ Moore of the Bears, and he said, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, that that that's an unfortunate thing for them, but uh, that's that's good for the Lions because they're remember they didn't pick first in the draft, but they had the number one overall pick last year. They were the worst team. They traded out with Carolina. They could get it again, uh, and that's you know I don't know what they would do with that, but that that's rough. So. The Chargers-Vikings game fascinates me because they're both 0-2 and they're both probably better than that. And one of those teams is going to go 0-3 and the there's a lot of heat in Los Angeles right now on their head coach, Brandon Staley, because they have outplayed their opponent in both games and lost. Something we were talking about. That happens a lot with them. <laughs> so uh, Minnesota might back into a win there. I don't know. They're, they got some injury issues of their own. And then you know Green Bay is playing... Uh, who they got? They got... New Orleans at New Orleans. Home. They're favored to win that game, but I think New Orleans might be the better team. I think New Orleans is going to beat them. And Green Bay has some serious injury issues going on their offense of their own. Uh, again, it's not just Detroit that has the injury issues. We're we're feeling it very acutely, but it's you know, it's bad. We're going to be we're going to be without David Montgomery, Taylor Decker, you know, a lot this weekend, but uh it's not just us and it's, if the Lions can survive this Falcons game, it sets up very nicely to go through the rest of the NFC North and have that lead built into it, and then you go get some momentum. Beat win in Green Bay, beat Carolina three and one, you're, four and one. You're four and one, and we're feeling pretty darn probably, good. Probably two games up minimum in the NFC. Exactly, North. and we're laughing about all the all the fire Dan Campbell the stuff that we heard this week. Was just a oh, joke. Was, yeah, you know what? All right, hey, you know what? Hey, I got a Dan Campbell tie. I bought at we're, Meyer. We're gonna we're. <laughs> I like that. That's a good line. I like that. <laughs> I love it. I wear it every game day now. We win 16-1. and one. Hey, Bill, you were complaining about going for the tie. You know that, and I hope we can do that. I hope we can have What's fun with that. What's the score Sunday in the Atlanta game? Because we got to hit a break. I'll Super tell you what, annoying I, me. I think I think it's going to be low scoring because I think both teams are going to try to run the ball and shorten the game. So I think you're going to have fewer drives. I think it's going to be like 24-20, something like Who that. Who wins? I got the Lions winning. Yeah, I got the Lions. I, I, I think the, our run defense matches up well with them, and I think our our passing over the top is going to get some success because Jeff Okuda is going to start at cornerback for them. I think we know what that means. Jeff, uh, we'll talk next week. Enjoy the game. Sounds great. Thank you. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Huge here for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now we're back with another week of football, and DraftKings is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner. Just use that code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Also, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. New customers then can bet $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and that's also only when you use code HUGE when you sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show final segment on a football Friday on the eve of Michigan State, Maryland and East Lansing and also the Wolverines and the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers will be at the big house in Ann Arbor Lions and the Falcons on Sunday. Now on the pro football side, make sure you try and beat my picks every week in the beat huge contest. Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at their Grand Rapids office and his team. They have put up $1,500 in cash you have until Sunday morning to play every week for free at thehugeshow.net. Thursday night game is always a freebie on the NFL side. Get your picks in every week. More weeks you beat me, the more chances you'll have to win that $1,500 in cash. Play every week. Until Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net, Josh Garvey is standing by, joins us from the Bean Carter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in downtown Grand Rapids for the west side of the state. Troy is where uh, the Dorn Mayhew uh, headquarters are at. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing good. I was looking at my picks from last week. Seven and seven on 14 selections. Four and five in week one. Three and four in week two, seven and seven last week. So I'm under the 500 line of 14 and 16. Are you ready to take my picks right now? Let's do it. All right. We'll begin in the Big Ten. Wisconsin has given six to Purdue at Purdue. Purdue's horrible. I like Wisconsin minus the six. Josh, you agree or disagree with me? I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I think that's an. Uh, that's an easy one. Purdue is really bad. I'm talking They're like bad. horrible. They're bad. Boy, Michigan given bad. yeah. Uh, Rutgers is undefeated. Michigan has given them 24. Man, I'm torn on this. I I feel 24 is a little bit too much. I mean, Michigan could be up 31 and a junk touchdown would 
uh, push the wager on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. I'll go with Rutgers plus 24, but Michigan wins the game by two touchdowns. You know, I'm with you on that. I can see Michigan by 17, so Rutgers in the points is my pick as well. Well, Florida State-Clemson should be a good game on the national stage. Florida State uh, given two on the DraftKings Sportsbook big board. I, I like that play. In Clemson, I'll take Florida State. I agree. Florida State looks good this year. Game I love, Oklahoma given Cincinnati 14. Uh, I'll go Boomer sooner. Uh, I'll take OU. I agree. They're putting up a lot of points. Uh, Army uh, getting 13 against Syracuse. Syracuse is pretty good this year. Uh, I'm going to take Syracuse minus the 13. I love West Point, but I'm taking Syracuse minus 13 on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. Yeah, that line is a little tricky for me. Uh, I, I don't. It just seems like a trap, but I do like Syracuse with the 13. Toledo given Western Michigan 21 and a half. I think that's too much in the MAC. I'm not saying Lance Taylor and the Broncos will win, but I'll take Western plus 21 and a half. I'd have to agree. Too many points for the MAC. I'm with Western as well. Colorado Prime and Oregon. Mm. Colorado is getting. Did I see that right? Is that. How many points? Is that 21? I'm not seeing that right, am I? No. Are they getting 21? Oh, my Lord. That can't be right. I think it is. Man. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, that seems like a lot. Doesn't that seem like a lot? Maybe because they struggled against Colorado State. It changed after their opening season win over TCU. Yeah, that seems like a lot. I'll, I'll take prime uh, plus the 21. Yeah, that seems like yeah. a lot. That seems like a lot of points. Uh, they're playing pretty good football. Oregon's a tough team, right? But that seems like a lot of points. I'm with Colorado in the points. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 21, a lot to give. I, I, I'm saying that Oregon could win, but I'll, I'll go with Oregon by 10. Uh, Maryland on the road giving 7.5 to Michigan State. I think Michigan State is not a good football team. I like Maryland on the road at Spartan Stadium minus a 7.5. I agree. I think Maryland takes care of that easily. And there's some great games uh, this weekend. UCLA uh, at Utah. Utah is giving UCLA five and a half. I'll take uh, the Utes at home to cover that five and a half. I agree. Utah at home. Other games on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board that I do like uh, include Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Man, Oklahoma State's getting three and a half. They didn't play well last week, but I'll take Oklahoma State plus three and a half. I think Iowa State got beat by an FCS school, if I'm not wrong. I think you're right about that, actually. Uh, that was highlighted on SportsCenter. I like the points in OK State as well. Central Michigan getting 16 at South Alabama. Uh, I'll take CMU plus the points. I think they'll hang around. They won't win the game, but I'll take CMU uh, plus the points. I'm going to take the same thing. It's a lot of points. Uh, Arkansas LSU, man, there's some really good college football on this weekend. I'll go with uh, Arkansas plus the 17 and a half uh, at LSU. Uh, I think that's a an easy money pick. I think so too. I think LSU wins, but I like the points. All right, final two picks uh, out of the Big Ten. Ohio State 
is given Notre Dame points at Notre Dame, three and a half. I'm going to take Notre Dame plus the three and a half, and I'm also going to take Penn State to cover the 14 and a half against Iowa. Josh Garvey, he is the managing shareholder for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, their GR office, world headquarters uh, in Troy uh, with Dorn Mayhew. Uh, he keeps all of our picks. We'll talk next Thursday with Lomas Brown in the studio about the Lions and what they did against the Falcons. And look ahead to that Green Bay Packers game next Thursday night with our friends from uh, Dorn Mayhew. Josh, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk next week. That sounds great. Thank you. Big. Bad. Huge.